This is the Going the Distance Podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I got him in the top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. Welcome in, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Bennell, and alongside me is my co-host, Elijah Spann, along with a couple special guests. We got Zach Rieger from the Betting on the Rocks podcast, along with Noah Parker from the Blanket Coverage podcast. Before we get into it, make sure you go over on our website, gtdsports.com, where you can find all of our podcasts on our network, including both of these guys' shows. So be sure to go and check out their content after this. But we have a great episode planned. If you can tell by our apparel we're wearing, we got Zach in the Titans gear. Zach and Noah, a couple Titans fan. I, myself, am a Bengals fan. Huge matchup coming up on Saturday. We're going to be talking about that, breaking it down, and having some fun with it, as well as the other divisional round games. And then at the end of things, we're going to talk about some UFC 270. Huge fight this weekend. And also, as always, we're going to end things with our betting picks, our best bets for this weekend. So before we get into the nitty-gritty of it, let's talk about some would-you-rathers. Like we always start our Thursday episodes. I'll go ahead and hand it off to Elijah. What do you got for us? So um, I'm moving this week, and it's, as we all know, a process. And it's like probably top five worst things to do as a uh, first world person. Um, Good way to put it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like top five first world problem. In moving beers, existence. though. That, those those kind of hit. Moving beers? Yeah, those, those are there. <laughs> Those are there. That's for a sure. great way to not get anything done when you move. That's also true. I'm just trying to make it a positive, man. Uh, but so, so in light of that, uh, my question is: Would you rather move every month? So as soon as you get settled in, uh, you're pretty much gonna have to move like in two days, um, or switch fanship every single month. Every month, you're a different fan of a new team. So I'd have to move entirely, move houses every month, yeah, or move all, band, like all your shit. I'm that's talking, a really shitty position, either way. Well, I'm talking boxes. Well, it, it's kind of gambling. I kind of switch teams a lot. You know, it sucks True. being the main one, but, but yeah, then you could never have you know like something to fall back yeah, on. Like, no, like passion. Like, yeah, no... yeah. Like after we're all gamblers, but if somebody asks you who you're a fan of, you'd be like, oh, "I'm a Titans fan." Yeah. So. Like in yeah. February, I'm a new a fan of a new but, team. That's oh, they just won the Super Bowl, but it doesn't really mean much. No, but are but, we I, are we switching fanships in a certain sport? Because like I kind of do that with the NBA in the first place. Like I, I I'm a Grizzlies fan. Um, it's whatever's in season. Whatever's in season. Okay. Yeah. I think it's gonna be sick. That's all I'm gonna say. So theoretically. Since baseball season and football season overlap, I could just switch baseball teams every month. I don't care about baseball anyway. No, you have to you have to switch whatever's everything. in season. At the, you have to switch everything. I think so you have to switch the, everything. You can't just switch one sport. Okay, right. for the sake of just like my life and you know living a productive, fun time, I don't know. I would probably switch sports teams just because moving every month would literally take like. 48 hours out of your life every month yeah. 
you know, to set uh, everything up to a, at that. least probably. It, it it would take a week for you to like get comfortable in your new house. Yeah. And then you got three weeks there and then you got to move again. I moved a lot in college because I like switched dorms my sophomore year. And then I moved between my junior and senior year um, as well. Didn't live in the same house for two years. And I would so I would so much rather switch fandoms. I, I, <laughs> I never. That's wonder. like the worst part about living on campus and stuff too is like having to move around and everything. Focus. Yeah, and everything's yeah, just I'm, so tight. I moved every year of college and it fucking sucked. There was so one bad. year I didn't, and like between junior and senior year, no, it was fast. That's like, that's what I'm at right now. Summer, yeah. And then like yeah. went went back and like all my shit was there. Just at like the off-campus house, it was fantastic. Oh yeah, that's how. Well, after my junior year, like I didn't want to move, but our house was such a piece of shit. <laughs> we had to. Kind of had to. Yeah. We, we yeah. stuck it out one more year. We probably should have moved. Um, uh, <laughs> well, our our ceiling collapsed on us. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, y'all had to. Get <laughs> yeah, out of it. and we were like, when that happened, we were like, "Fuck this house! We're moving next year." <laughs> <laughs> oh, alrighty. My question for y'all is: Would you rather? This one is inspired by last week's Buffalo Bills game, just in that freezing weather. Where our uh, one of our our writers and podcast hosts, Jack, was at that game. He posted uh, some pictures of him in the freezing. Um, so, would you guys rather watch a football game in the freezing cold temperatures or in the pouring rain? Like, not just some sprinkles. I mean, like in your face, pouring. Like, can't even pull out your phone. Type shit. You know, just true rain. Give me freezing cold. All really? that cold, I, yeah, dude. Because the pouring rain, it just it doesn't stop. And it's just something's like constantly hitting you. And the cold. I was at the Chiefs Titans AFC Championship game in Kansas City, where it was like six degrees out. Oh, that's sick. Like two years. Yeah, honestly, the best experience of my life. Not really because they lost, but up there, <laughs> like the atmosphere was crazy. Uh, and so just being at that game, like you can always kind of layer up. I spent six bucks on a small cup of like hot chocolate and somehow thought it was the best purchase ever like th- there's ways around it and like i survived that game you know it it is cold but you got your coats you can layer up when things also, get wet it just gets uncomfortable and i i went to the worst tennessee titans game i've been to in 22 years uh earlier this year we lost in the pouring rain to the texans i almost won that game <laughs> it was a good game and I still didn't stay around to the end because I, a we were losing to the Texans and b it was pouring rain and I was like screw this like let's go home. I fucking hate getting wet. <laughs> bro, with rain. If bro, it's bro, okay, so what's we're the Texas weather boys? Elias, are you going with the cold? Okay, but is it like warm? Is it like seventy and raining, or is it? Because I've done, I've I've had a double. A double whammy for this. No, yeah, you're right. I've had cold and raining too. So I, I went yeah, to the TCU warm and Baylor raining. game. The TCU yeah. Baylor game that was in like 2014, 2015. I don't know. It was like 35, 45 degrees. Um, and it was torrential downpour. And I stayed for all four quarters plus overtime. Thought I and was gonna rushed die. The field. And rushed the field. Um so I don't I don't I would rather just do cold because like I could just get drunk. I mean, I guess, but I don't know. I I feel kind of surprised that I'm I'm the one like outlier here. I would rather just deal with the rain for a little bit. If it's, just, you know, if, if it's eighty degrees, the liquor like, blanket is strong. Yes. Yeah. 
That yeah, is true. Blanket is snow go, but the liquor, yep. Absolutely. You know, may, maybe my uh, my opinion would change if I actually went, though, because now that I'm 21, you know, I can buy stadium beers and whatnot. Right. So, I mean, if it's 85 degrees, it's a great deal. Exactly. If it's 85 degrees, I could just go tarps off and just try to try to sling it. But like other than that, no, I'm going cold. Yeah. Miami rains aren't. Yeah, that's not as bad because that's just kind of it feels good. It's warm out. But yeah, anything else? Nope. Give me the cold. Isaac, what do you got for us? Well, first off, I I hate to be that guy that's reading too much off like the prep sheet, but uh, I think you missed a section in the intro. What what do you mean? I'm pretty sure you did. I just... Which section? Yeah, the intro. Oh, my God. Okay, I didn't even notice. Okay, Zach wrote in our show notes. He said last but definitely not least. Wow, Zach, you look nice today. I didn't even see (laughs) that, dude. I'm like... At first, I was like, "What are you talking about?" But I'm so I'm just so used to just I don't I honestly like don't even read off of that anymore. I kind of just like I'm just used to it. It's routine. But okay, no, I, yeah. So before we continue, everybody needs to know Zach. Zach looks very nice today. Oh, uh, thank you. I needed to hear that. You didn't have to say that. Um, putting his finest King Henry. Yeah, no, I snuck that in there. You had the last but not least. I'm like last but definitely not least. No. Um. So for mine, uh, it's kind. You know, I think we've all done this in Madden or something, but just something, you know, try to bring it to real life. Uh, if you had to play one NFL season, would you rather be unbelievably fast with zero skill or have all the skill in the world and no speed? You have to play one full year. You're not going to get hurt. You're not going to do anything. You're playing one full year. Do you want to be fast with no skill or, you know, have skill, but you might get five yards? In right, Madden, right. so you're a skill position. You have to be real a skill life, position. Real life. Real life. We're, okay. we're bringing it to real life. Yeah, you're. Let's say you're a receiver. Okay. See, because I was gonna say in that argument, you could either be like one of the greatest return man ever, or an offensive lineman, pro bowler. Yeah. Here, here's my argument, and I think there's some precedent for this. When I was in high school, maybe maybe it was like eighth grade. There was a coach um, on our team who had played in the NFL. Uh, and he was like a bottom of the roster, like practice squad player, whatever. Um, it came down to cut day and another guy's 40. They were about equal skill. So maybe this doesn't apply totally, but they had a very, very slight difference in their 40, but the other guy was faster. Team took the other guy, even though, uh, whoever the coach was, was a better player. So, I'm going with speed because, like, example, John Ross, zero skill, a lot of speed. <laughs> He's still in the league. There's a lot of guys with zero skill. I mean, uh, with zero speed and a lot of skill that are not in the league because they're just not athletic enough, and that's kind of a baseline to just be able to play in the NFL. And you're, if you're really fast, there's going to be a coach or a GM out there that believes that they can coach you up uh, to <laughs> – be a good player even if you have zero skill uh but you're like the one of the fastest guys in the league i was gonna originally say i would go with 100 speed zero skill but you know now that you make those arguments i can't really disagree with you because i was gonna say like look at a guy like um jason witten you know i mean he was slow as molasses but he still made plays left and right well towards the end of his career he was still never like the fastest, but he's a tight end. What do you want? I, I know, but still, <laughs> like, 
Um, so yeah, okay. I guess with those arguments, I can't really deny. I'll, I'll agree though. I'll go. Uh, I'll go with speed over skill. Yeah, no, that's like having like the the big arm quarterback, like like why Drew Locke, like why Drew Locke got drafted. It's like he's not good, but he's got a fucking cannon. So I'm gonna take a chance on this guy. Same thing with wide receivers, like Nicole Hardman, or I don't know, name any other bubble Chiefs receiver that's out there. It's like ah, he's fast. So Marcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, their whole team essentially. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, even Tyree Kill is not even like the greatest route runner. He's just fast as fuck. Um, yeah, nah, really but I'll go. Right. I'll go all the skill, zero speed, because let's bring back the possession receiver. Bring back the the Roddy Whites of the world. The Roddy Whites. <laughs> bring back Kelvin Benjamin. There you go. I respect that was yeah, Kelvin I, Benjamin isn't even that far out. He's a Popeyes biscuit away from being a tight end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the only good thing Booger's ever said. <laughs> dude oh my god i i love and hate booger so much bro because literally all right ready? this is my best booger impression i right. think we need to bring back the booger mobile wait i don't remember that is that no, with him like no. sitting on the the mobile the thing? Yeah. yeah okay yeah, yeah. Back across can you imagine paying thousands of dollars to get like front row like tickets you're there on the sideline and you just have to watch a little tv on the back of booger like, <laughs> yeah hey, at least they added the tv yeah, but still. <laughs> Imagine being ESPN and you call up the stadium and you're like, yeah, we're going to need you to accommodate this mobile uh, moving device for one of our commentators on the sideline. And by the way, it's going to block all your highest paying customers' views. <laughs> but yeah, don't it was worry, honestly, we'll, we'll, it was iconic though. Yeah, but we'll put like a 20-inch TV on it. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a monitor from one of our interns in the trailer. You'll be all right. I know. What do you got for us? So mine's uh, mine's not sports related, but would you rather be stung by a thousand wasps or stung by or bit by a hundred thousand mosquitoes? Jesus Christ, we're getting morbid. Goddamn. Uh, it's supposed to be a tough decision. It is a tough decision. I mean, give me the mosquitoes. Oh. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to talk about. It. Just give me the mosquitoes. I know it's a lot more, but. Their bites are a little bit less, like it's a little bit less. Either way, I think your entire. More. Either way, I think your entire body is going to be covered. Exactly. So just give me the yeah, I was saying, you'll probably die either way. Like, <laughs> um, let's pretend you don't. I'm allergic <laughs> to wasps, so uh, I'm also going to go with mosquitoes. I'm going to go right. with mosquitoes because I've never been stung by a wasp, bee, or anything in my life, and I don't I have start either. today. Yeah, knock, I'm knocking on my wood. Last time I got stung by a wasp. It's basically pain versus just like the most uncomfortable experience of your life. Yeah, just constant itching and weird feelings. Ugh, I don't even want to think yeah. about yeah, that. Yeah, but like if you're somewhere that may be, like you're going to definitely be swelling or something. Yeah. Yeah, like, the wasps would be like lumpy as shit. Like, like, yeah, so yeah. like it, either way, there's going to be discomfort. So just yeah, give them mosquitoes. Going, I, I would go on mosquitoes. <laughs> Alrighty, let's go ahead and get into the actual sports of the episode now. We got the divisional round games coming up. Of course, we're here for the Bengals and Titans matchup, but we're going to save the best for last, and we're going to start with the other Saturday game on the slate, and that's the 49ers and the Packers, with the Pack being favored by five and a half points. So can the only underdog winner from wildcard weekend stay alive 
against Aaron Rodgers and company in Lambeau Field. What do you guys think? No, not a chance. <laughs> um, Beautifully said. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I mean, the, the 49ers almost lost to the Cowboys, and we saw what happened to the Cardinals, who recently beat the Cowboys, what they did against the Rams. So I, I'm probably expecting a little bit of that. Um, 49ers have been good this year, but they haven't been that good. You know what I mean? And they still have Jimmy Garoppolo as a quarterback. Rasul Douglas, interception, book it. Um, yeah, it's in Lambeau, too, and it's going to be freezing cold. Aaron Rodgers is going to be in his element. At 10 degrees. Um, it's, not the, it's not the NFC Championship, so they're not cursed just yet. Uh, they're going to advance to the next round. Packers all the way. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I think uh like the 49ers, I think they're a bit better than a lot of people, including myself, have given them credit for throughout the regular season. But I mean, playoff time in Lambeau is just different. Like it's 10 degrees, 11 mile per hour winds. The Packers are gonna be in their element where you know we got the Cali boys coming in from San Francisco where it's probably 70 degrees and sunny right now. And I mean, I know the weather isn't the end all be all, but like I, don't know, I, I just find it hard to to pick against the Packers in this one, who I believe should be the Super Bowl favorite as it stands. I mean, I'm going to bet the Niners. I've already made that decision. I don't want to talk about it, but Ooh. I think it's going to be close. <laughs> I was on uh, another show, and me and my buddy co-hosted, and we were, we were talking, and we went like he picked four teams, and I picked the four other teams for against the spread. And so the Niners was kind of that touchy one because it's, it's especially tough now with all the injuries going on. Jimmy G is going to be hurt in the cold. That definitely does not help. But I just I made that commitment. I'm like, I got to bet we got to go like completely against each other on that. And the Niners have been good to me. It could be a good, good little hedge for me for them to keep it close. Um because I did get Packers as soon as Devonta Adams and Aaron Rodgers pawned their Instagram story, the last dance, I put it plus 2,500 to win the Super Bowl Packers. Oh, it put 10 bucks on it to win 250. Beautiful. So, you know, fantastic sharp mind by me just seeing an Instagram post and being like, yep, this is it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's going to be tough. I love watching the Niners play. I love Debo for a warm weather team. You know, they're a lot more physical, but there is nothing like it. I just think of the Titans-Packers game in Lambeau last year where they're literally in the snow. And Aaron Rodgers is still just – he put up, like, what, 300 yards that game, just dotting everyone up. Every, Granted, every the Titans other... didn't really have any sort of defense, but I, I see where your head's at here. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously, yeah. We You know, we can talk about that. But <laughs> yeah. we've there's plenty of other evidence of quarterbacks in the snow where they just – you know, there's always a little something. They can still have good games, but there's always a little something you can tell, like, okay, they're not fully comfortable. Aaron Rodgers is just throwing it like it's 80 degrees and sunny. Like, just no no thought, no, you know, no hesitation, nothing. Just being so, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, just does it in inches of snow. So, it's tough to bet against them. I don't, I don't love it, but, you know, it's a bigger number. So, I'm going to go with the Niners, you know, playing a little devil's advocate. But don't feel good about it. Are you I'm going, going with, the- with the Packers very easily. Um, I don't think the Niners really have a chance in this game. Niners defense has been playing pretty well, but uh, I just think Rodgers is basically matchup proof, to use a fantasy term. Mm-hmm. Uh, A.J. Dillon touchdown, mortal lock of the century. <laughs> uh, it's going to happen. Book it right now. Um, 
All that being said, I, yeah, the the Packers have too much talent on offense uh, to lose this game. Bakhtiari's coming back. Jair Alexander's getting back into the secondary. Uh, Zadarius Smith getting back on the field. That's going to be huge. And against an injured Jimmy G, like y'all said, in Lambeau, 10 degrees. Uh, it, this one could get ugly. I don't think it will get that bad, uh, but it could get ugly. Yeah, it is worth noting that uh, it does seem like everyone will play. So Fred Warner looks like he's going to play. Nick Bosa, he practiced in full today. So they will play. Obviously, we don't know how much of a difference that will make, but it definitely definitely helps the Niners side a little bit. And so I'm going to say it because I, I need everything I can get. Dude, it frustrates me that I didn't place a Packers super or future bet because, like, whenever I saw those Instagram posts, I thought the exact same thing. I yeah. was like, they're going to do it. Like, they're going to fucking do it this year. But, ah, damn, I'm, I regret it. Hindsight's yeah, 2020. But, so I did pick, I, I did pick like, right as right as playoff started, I got Titans at plus 900 to win it all. So, like, if it is Titans, uh, Packers, I will be profitable no matter what. Yeah, that's amazing. That'd be a perfect. I, I had to do something with Titans. I'm like, there's that was no my way. Super Bowl pick, beginning of the year. Titans, Packers. Mine, mine was uh, Packers Bills. So uh, same was, here. Mine was Bills Rams, which I don't really believe in anymore. <laughs> I believe in the Bills actually. We're, we're, but... we're all pretty close though. Yeah, honestly, not too yeah. bad. Um, all right, so let's go like legit predictions, not the spread or anything. Who do you guys have winning, and what's your final score? I'll start. I'll start since I have the Niners covering. I saw Packers twenty four twenty one. Uh, could see it getting a little higher scoring, but I do think it's going to be like a field goal type game, may, maybe four. You know, but I I think it will be close. It definitely has that. The Niners like to play a lot of close games, just with their style of play. But it it's going to be tough to stick with. Just, just play against Rodgers and the Packers for all four quarters. I respect yeah, the it. Niners could control the tempo in this game, and that's what worries mm-hmm. me a little bit about betting the Packers. Uh, but I think it's a Packers steady win. I think they dominate the entire game. I got 24 to 10. Yeah, so I, I agree with uh, Noah's sentiment that it has potential to get out of hand, but I don't necessarily think it will quite get that far um but i'm also gonna go with a two possession win i got packers 31 to 20 now that i think about it it might not get that high scoring in the snow or not the snow but in that that cold weather but 11 point win ish that's where i got them uh i have i have them 35 17 packers damn big win yeah i just i i haven't seen that we have seen zero good playoff games so far so i'm not expecting some on saturday I mean, yeah, some good ones. Like, yes. I think it's because, like, okay, we separated the good teams. Okay, now all the good teams are playing each other now. I mean, so this I'm is there, the biggest there, spread on the on the board. It's five and a half points. That's the biggest spread. Yeah, and I think that they're going to cover. I do think Bengals Titans is going to be a tight game. Chiefs Bills is going to be um, good. And uh, what was that? Oh, Rams Bucks. Very excited for that one. Yeah, like the right. Re- I mean, most of the games, I think, I think this is the only game that's not going to be like neck and neck the entire time. But I could be wrong. I mean, who knows? I would have thought that the, the games would have been a little bit closer last week too. But 
Here's an interesting question about just the margin of victory last week. Do you think that had correlation with the fact that we added a seventh seed? Or do you think in future years that we're going to get a little bit better games and it was just the specific matchups and how the seeding played out? No, I think I think for the most part, the seventh seed are going to suck. Um, if the Chargers made the playoffs instead of the Steelers, then it'd be a little bit of a different story this year. But I mean, if you look back to last year when we implemented the seventh seed, like that Saints-Bears game was probably the worst playoff game I've ever seen in my life. It was so boring. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember who was on the AFC side of that off the top of my head. But the Eagles were bad um, against the Bucks. Like we all knew that the Eagles were frauds. And who are the other contenders for that seventh seed? What the Saints again? Who were who's going to be a banged up Taysom Hill or possibly even an Ian Book? Get out of here! Yeah. Um, and then you know the Steelers, of course. Like we knew who they were. Big Ben is just a shell of himself. Um, if the if but the I Chargers- think the NFC the NFC had a lot bigger difference between the top teams and the bottom teams than the AFC overall. I think it just worked out in a really wacky way where the Colts didn't make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. The Colts could have been competitive as much as I don't want to admit that. And I love shitting on the Colts for not making the playoffs. The Colts would have been competitive in the playoffs. Uh, The chargers would have been competitive in the playoffs. It was the fact that the Steelers and Lamar Jackson getting hurt is a significant part of this too, because then the Ravens are in this mess as well. Yeah. They uh, collapsed hard you know, as much as their secondary and their running back farm were just absolutely depleted. And I don't know that they would have necessarily been competitive, but Lamar Jackson gives you a chance. I think it's really comes down to the fact that we got big Ben this year instead of Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson or, Jonathan Taylor because Carson Wentz blows too, but like, <laughs> yeah, like it's almost like point here. I was just gonna say we, it's almost we, like Week 18 is like the reason why it sucked this year. I think they'll be okay because there is all that glimmer of hope with Jonathan Taylor, Justin Herbert. Like they all would have made at least competitive games. So I I don't see a problem with the seven seed and like having seven teams each side. I'm trying to find who the seven seed wasn't 2020 because i can't remember either and it's i see the brackets but i can't tell who's the seven seed but um yeah i i think it'll be okay week 18 was just a crazy week this year and i don't know if it's always going to be that way but i think we're eventually going to get to more weeks just because having kind of an odd number of games is kind of weird and i don't think that's gonna stay forever so it was more that it's taken the seven teams. It's taken the Jeff Fisher out of the equation. I know that's it's so taken the eight and eight out of the equation, which yeah. I hate. Yeah, like I eight and nine versus nine and eight is such a bigger difference. Like you have to be able to be like five hundred. Like you, yeah. Like it, it's insane. I thought that right away. I, I mean, I kind of think though, like you were talking about Zach with the chaos of Week eighteen. I think there's always going to be at least some sort of chaos in that last week, mm-hmm. just, you know, especially in games like the one, the Raiders and the Chargers game. But overall, I would like to think that this year just happened to be two shitty teams that got in as the seven seed. Um, and that, you know, going forward, we're going to have more competitive games. And, you know, it would be fun to see a seven seed beat a two seed. Not this year, though. I would have I would have hated seeing either the Steelers or the Eagles win a playoff game. But 
I, I think it'll get more competitive. We're, I was gonna say, were the Colts a seven seed in twenty eight or twenty twenty? Like I honestly, Bills, I don't remember. Almost won. I think they might have been. I don't. I don't remember because I'm just I'm looking at these brackets and none of them say the seeding, but it's right across from the Bears Saints. And I do think the Colts might have uh, been the seven. Bills seed were the two seed last year. Bills. Bills were the two seed. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, so, it was they, so the Colts almost upset the Bills last year. Okay, I I think we just need to see a bigger sample size. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, it is hard to make like a solid conclusion. At yeah, this but point. yeah, I'm not that. There's been a ton of overreaction this year just because it, it the games were pretty ugly, not a hand, but yeah. I mean, they're we gross. Had, we had two NFC East teams in the NFC, which is just insane. Shut All right. Speaking of the Bills, though, <laughs> speaking of the Bills, let's go ahead and hop in uh, the Bills and Chiefs game over in the AFC. Bills are two-point underdogs in the eyes of the Vegas odd makers. The Chiefs, both teams, I mean, looked absolutely phenomenal in their last game. Chiefs with that huge win over the Steelers, which was, I mean, kind of expected. And then the Bills with the not-so-expected domination of the Patriots. Both these teams caught fire at the right time in the season. I mean, especially the Chiefs. They have been rolling for quite some time now. So it seems like the Bills are the popular upset pick of the weekend, just as the Niners were last week. But this is an arrowhead. This is Patrick Mahomes. This is the Chiefs that, you know, has has been to the Super Bowl, been there, done that. Is arrowhead... As a home field advantage, the end-all, be-all that people make it out to be, or do the Bills have a solid chance in this game? It, it's big. Like, it's definitely – I wouldn't say it's overhyped by any means. I've been to a few games there. It It is pretty intense, but it's – I mean, I wouldn't say, like, okay, like there's no way they can go in and win. Uh, it scares me a little bit that they're, like, the public dog, but it did work last week with the Niners, and – I'm so happy I took Bills minus four and a half. That was like the last bet I placed because I was so back and forth on that game. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, duh, easiest bet ever. Like they I smoked them. But, but I was <laughs> like, pads. you know, when I was actually going through it, it was like, who knows? But I'm going to – that. this is a tough one for me as well. I'm I'm on the Bills just, just because. And, you know, going back to the Instagram stores, I just keep seeing the Stefan Diggs picture everywhere of him just staying there after last year's AFC Championship just as their celebrate narrow head and there's not as much of a revenge factor since they got like a little bit of revenge this year, beating them in the regular season. But, you know, I just keep seeing that. And the fact I like I the revenge factor is still there. That It's still there. So. And they're just so hot. Like it, this is going to be a great game. Like there's, it's hard to truly pick a side and feel great about it in my opinion. So I think the final factors for me were just, that picture that I see all the time and the fact that I like the Bills a little bit more than the Chiefs. So, you know, that that's where I'm at. I think that, like you said, it, it is what it's hyped up to be, Arrowhead. Like, it truly is arguably mm-hmm. the toughest place to play in the NFL. But I just – I think both teams are hot. The Bills just look a little bit hotter after that game against the Patriots, the way they're playing – uh, it, it's going to be different going on the road, of course, but for some reason, I just have this weird feeling that Patrick Mahomes is going to make some sort of massive mistake that goes like viral on the internet. Like, oh my God, I can't believe he just threw that. I just, I just have a feeling. I don't know what it is, but I, I have a feeling it's going to come down 
to the last drive where the Chiefs have a chance to win it, and then Mahomes is going to throw a pick. Call me crazy, but that's what I see happening. Um, and speaking of that, we're actually no, – I'll, I'll go ahead and let uh, Elijah and Noah get in on that one first before I move on. Man, I, I, I just – I've called it from the beginning of the year that the Bills are, are – I mean, the Chiefs are not going to make the playoffs. I mean, are not going to make the Super Bowl. Um, I'm going to stick with that. The Bills are, are my Super Bowl uh, representative from the AFC since week one. Um, Bills have been more up and down than the Chiefs. Chiefs were more of just down and then up. Um, so it's a little it's a little hard to peg. But um, I, think, I think Josh Allen's on a mission. And um, – I think the Chiefs are vulnerable. I think, you know, the Chiefs' defense was pretty good there for a stretch, but I think that they're still uh, the Chiefs' defense, and Joe Burrow showed us that in Week 17. Um, and I think uh, I think Josh Allen can go in there and clean things up and do the job. I just, I don't know. I believe in them. They're crazy. I know they don't have a run game, but that's a bad man. Hey, Singletary's been playing really well. He's been better. He's been better. Yeah. He's been a lot better. Noah, what do you think? All right, I got to go with the Bills because um, I really don't want to see Patrick Mahomes next week. Uh, okay. I wouldn't want to see Patrick Mahomes either if I were you, Ryan. Um, here's the thing. This is going to be an incredibly close game. I think this game goes right down to the wire, down to the last drive, a case of whose defense is going to make a play. Um, and over the course of the season, the Buffalo Bills – have had a really, really great defensive season. Now, they were much better over the first half of the season than they were the second half of the season, but I think they're starting to pick that up a little bit, especially with the level of physicality that originally in the first matchup, New England had them beat on. New England played a far more physical game in that first matchup, and then the Bills used their speed in a little bit warmer environment in the second matchup, and this time they once again out physical them. Um, I mean, Josh Allen just has an absolute cannon of an arm. Uh, I saw last week uh, Ben Roethlisberger miss multiple open receivers and throw picks and get passes broken up simply not because his receivers weren't open, not because he wasn't making the right read, but because he couldn't fit the ball in there. I think there are going to be the opportunities for Josh Allen to make those plays. Um, and my prediction is that the Bills have the ball last and the Bills are going to be the ones to win this game. So speaking of Josh Allen and Mahomes, do you think this game really comes down to a battle of who, who has a better game between the two? Or is there more to it just truly just kind of no, I think it goes, I think it comes down to the defense. And with Clyde Edwards Hilaire banged up, are the Chiefs going to be able to run the ball at all because it's going to be about whoever can establish the run to open up the passing game. Right. Yep. Well, They're I think, I think it's so going to come good. down to the, probably the simplest numbers you can get to. And that's turnover margin. Whoever wins yeah. the turnover battle in this game wins the game. Yeah. Like Defense is both, making plays. Yeah. They're both so good at quarterback. It's going to be all the other things. I think it comes down to the wire. I agree completely with what Noah was saying. It's, it's going to be which defense steps up. Turnover margin definitely has a big thing, but I think that ties into the defense because I don't think they're both going to make either of them are going to make that many mistakes. I think if it's going to be a turnover, if it's going to be a pick, it's going to be like, okay, Poyer just made a hell of a play or Hyde just made a hell of a play 
or Sorensen. No, just kidding. Sorensen is not going to make a hell of a play. But uh, <laughs> no, like it's going to come down to the defense and everyone besides them. Because even if they don't play that great of a game, like it's still going to be a good game for an NFL quarterback Sanders just because of their talent. So I think it comes out of the defense. All right. So I think this is, at least in my eye, the unofficial AFC championship. I know, you know, how seeding worked out. I know, I know, as we're both on the other side. No, but I think this is the unofficial AFC championship game. They're going to reopen up so much that times are just going to run over them next week. That's what's going to happen. That would be, I, I could, I mean, I guess see that they would kind of, bang each other up but i mean realistically <laughs> both of these teams at home already we also beat Chiefs. weeks okay that that's true but i think no matter who if the titans were to win this weekend no matter who wins bills or chiefs i guarantee the bills or chiefs are going to be favorited oh for sure oh and, and i'm gonna hammer whichever underdog it is <laughs> easily yep. All right, let's go ahead. Let's do our score predictions for this one. I'll go ahead and start us off. Like I said, I think this is going to come down to the Chiefs having the last drive, game-winning opportunity, but they're just not going to get it done. Mahomes is going to make a mistake, and I got the Bills winning 27-21 to in a nail-biter. I've got – oh, I've got Bills 42-38 in a high-scoring – Big game. Really high scoring shit. Yeah. yeah. No, I've got a pretty high scoring game too. I have 37, 34 bills. I think it's going to be close. And while I said the defense is going to be the determining factor, I still mean that. I don't think it's going to be a defensive game, but I think it's going to be who makes that play, who makes those two plays on the defensive side of the ball that really makes a difference. So I think the bills can do that. So 37, 34, high scoring, but close. I think it's going to be a little bit of a defensive game. Uh, I think I actually, one of my bets, a uh, little preview for later, one of my bets is on the first half over. Um, but I think the second half things tighten up a lot. Arrowhead gets really loud in the fourth quarter. And uh, I think it's going to be a little lower scoring. I've got the Bills by one point. Ooh. 24-23. All right. All right, let's go ahead and backtrack a little bit. I just realized we went, we already glossed over the NFC matchup with the, the Rams <laughs> and the Bucks. So backtracking a little bit to that one, we got another big matchup. We kind of hinted at the Brady, you know, piece a little bit, but Rams plus three under three point underdogs heading into Tampa Bay this weekend. And the real question is this is another popular underdog pick. It's honestly it seems like the public is all over the Bills and all over the Rams. Also makes me nervous now that I think about it that all four of us picked the Bills to win. That's kind of, ooh. But, all right, so this one, I've seen a little bit more 50-50, but a lot of people are on the Rams. So main big question for this one is, can Tom Brady, the god himself, the GOAT, lead this banged-up, you know, receiverless Tampa Bay team to another NFC title game, or are they just simply too hurt? I think they can 100%. I think that this team, like, still, he's got Gronk, he's got Evans. You know, Tyler Johnson's not too bad. I'll talk a little bit more about him later. Fournette practice, he'll be back. And either way, even with these guys, like, even even last week, who y'all had with them, it's still better than who he had in New England most of the time he was there. 
Like That's true. It, very good point. It's a very good. So point. like I, I think that he can come out. The offensive line injuries are a little scary. That's my biggest thing. I'm on the buff, uh, just because I'm not betting against Brady, and uh, I still think that they're the better team. I think this is going to be kind of a lower scoring game too. I think the over is kind of a popular pick, but I'm also the worst total better in any sport that I know. So maybe that means the over is a lock. I don't know. But I'm on the just over. For me, <laughs> so you're welcome. No, <laughs> I, I see it more as an under. Just I think it's going to be a little lower scoring. Just I think the defenses are the Bucks defense. That's how they got to the Super Bowl last year. They're, you know, playing. They're back to that level, it seems like. And the Rams defense, especially if the Bucks don't have Worfs or Jensen on the offensive line, Donald's going to have his. He's going to do his thing, and I think it's going to be a little bit lower scoring, but I think the Bucks still get the win. I'm not betting against Brady. I've done that too many times in my life. Not again. Go Bucks. Yeah, I feel that. I was on I was on the Chiefs last year's Super Bowl because I was like, yep. no, it's a dynasty. And then midway through the second quarter, I was like, fuck, I just bet, in, I just bet against Tom Brady. <laughs> in, the, in the Super Bowl. Huge mistake. huge mistake. Huge <laughs> mistake. Uh, anyway, no – um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat that same mistake, and I'm going with the Rams on this one. I'm the only one here that I think is going with the Rams. Um, I just think that the Buccaneers are a little bit too banged up on both sides of the ball, um, offense and defense. I think they've gotten a little bit healthier on cornerback, but they're still beat up, and the offensive line issues are a problem. They're also without Antonio Brown, of course, and Chris Godwin. And Mike Evans isn't 100%. I think Gronk's, Gronk is fully back to form, but it, they're just beat up all around. Every every single person is just has something going on. Um, the Rams, on the other hand, as long as Lions' Matt Stafford doesn't show up, I think they can win this game. Cam, Cam Akers <laughs> was a force to be reckoned with, and I think he's going to go – they're going to feed him the ball again, maybe even more than last week. I want to see more of him. Um, Odell has seamlessly fused with the offense now. He is the best wide receiver, too, in the league. And I hate to say that at this point, but he's kick-ass. Can we, T. Higgins? Sorry to interject. Can we acknowledge for a second that everyone was on Team Baker Mayfield until Odell got to the Rams? And now Odell's dad is probably the greatest dad of all time. Dude, no, they, uh, like, shit on Baker Mayfield in order to get his son off the team, and now his son's falling out. No, I, I, I hate to say this because I was on the complete opposite end, but yep. man, fuck, did he look good against the Cardinals Monday night? Yeah, he looked, he looked, good, yeah. he looked like Giants Odell, and that was the top five wide receiver in the league with him and Cooper Cup. Are you kidding me? Stafford, just the only thing that's going to stop them. Is Stafford at having one of those Lions Matt Stafford games? Just um, think, if what can, if Robert Woods didn't get hurt? Like, are we saying this honestly, about Odell? Like, or did would he like ascend? Like, I don't, I don't think there will have been enough targets for him. Like, he'd do well, but I was definitely on the Baker side, so I'm also probably just trying to, you know, save face there. But I don't know. No, it, it's crazy, man. <laughs> I think it. I think it would have worked. Would have worked out the same way because Odell's just a guy that needs targets. Um, yeah, he would have had and, as many targets though. I yeah. think. 
like probably not but well i think he'd do well we wouldn't be talking about it as much i think but the fact he's actually gotten into that two like the number two spot pretty much right away it props to odell i don't like to say it but props to odell i don't want to help that robert woods got hurt you know so yeah and then there's van jefferson who's also a dog he's a solid wide receiver three yeah no i mean in college I just want to say that personally, I think T. Higgins is the best wide receiver too in the league, but that's just me. I don't know. That's a whole My other conversation we can have. With that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least for that one week shit. But like week anyway, seventeen or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just cost me my fancy championship. It was fine. Uh, I didn't even yeah. want it. Same here. Uh, <laughs> more of the story is though, is that I think Rams are going to pull off the upset against the Buccaneers. It's super hard to repeat in this league. There has not been a repeat championship in the NFL since the Patriots' first dynasty in 04 No, no, I'm talking about not – I kind of split up the Patriots in two dynasties, the first three and four years and the other three championships that they had. I'm talking early 2000s, Pats. I mean, Brady joined in what, 2003, right? 2000. 2000. 2000? Okay, yeah, the shit. first championship was Damn. in 2001. And then they wander. They but the last back-to-back championships was 0304. Um, I just don't see that happening again this year, unfortunately. I'm done betting against Tom Brady. I'm done <laughs> betting against Tom Brady. I will never bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs again. If you bet against him and you win, props to you. It will not be me ever again because I've <laughs> lost way too much money betting against Tom Brady in the playoffs. Um, I'm not sure whether they're going to cover in this game and the Rams really do scare me if I was going to bet on the Bucks because that's where I would lean. Uh, the Rams really do scare me. Bucks have the highest blitz percentage in the league. They blitz at the highest rate uh, of all their plays. Matt Stafford had the highest, uh, highest passer rating against the blitz um, and the best stats against the blitz since the NFL next-gen stats era uh, was invented. That scares me a little bit because the Bucks back end, while they play really well, they kind of depend on the blitz to hurry people up in order for their cornerbacks and se- and uh, safeties to make yeah. plays. I think this is going to be a really interesting game. I'm going with the Bucks, uh, 24 to 20, but I think that you could get uh, a Rams upset here very easily because. While Stafford may not be the best quarterback in the league, if you're going to blitz Stafford, which the Arizona Cardinals did at a 50% clip last week, he's going to torch you. Um, and that's what I'm worried about if the Bucks don't choose to change up their game plan a little bit. Um, throwback to before the show when we were that he was going to get super analytical and they just threw like 50 numbers our way. I was about to say, um, God damn, bro, you got the just, blitz just numbers and everything. To when he just lied to all of our faces. <laughs> And that's the only other. That's the only other analytic I'm going to use here. No, I. I mean, I'm sure. Like, I'm probably like the same way as you. You know, like you probably just like read, like you know, saw that online or read that, and like that just that number stuck in your head for some reason. Oh, right? I read that just now. I have the page pulled. Up. Okay, well, shit, that makes sense. Yeah. I was about to say sometimes, like for some reason, I'm just like good at remembering the most obscure, random stats ever that I saw like one time, but. In terms of remembering shit that I actually need to remember, just nope, out the out the door. Just, yeah. just sports numbers. So all of my all of my knowledge is not meaningful whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. 
All right, so Noah has it as Bucks winning 24 to 20, he said. So I actually, as this whole conversation was going on, I just revised my prediction. I originally, and I'm, I'm going to go with my gut here, because as I said before, my preseason pick was Rams versus Bills in the Super Bowl. I was super high on the Stafford-McVay connection coming in, and I'm even higher on the Stafford Cup connection now. I just got to go with my gut. The whole reason I originally had the Bucks was because that whole don't bet against Brady sentiment. Fuck that. I'm I'm scared. I'm terrified to do this. But I'm switching it up, and I'm going to go with Rams to win 34-31. to 31. I am a part of that uh, that popular public that's taking the over. I know 80% is betting on the over, but I'm, I'm still riding with the high-scoring game. I think it's bound to happen, but – who knows in playoff football? What do you, what do you guys got for the score? 30-24 Rams. 30-24 <coughs> Rams? Mm-hmm. I've I've got 23-17 bucks. Like I said, I think it's going to be a little lower scoring, so it's definitely going over. And I do kind of like my bucks pick now that we'll get to later that the Rams are also getting super public, so feel a little bit better about the bucks pick. But all in all, dude – Totals are awful. I also currently, I'm switching the channels. ESPN Plus is the greatest thing. You know, no free ads, but also free ads because ESPN Plus is great. Love watching all the games. I got hockey. I got college basketball. Murray State, Eastern Illinois. Eastern Illinois has been an under machine. So, of course, I get on them now. And they let Murray State put up almost 50 in the first half. So, it, it's whatever, you know. I'm sick of college basketball, bro. Dude, I'm totals so are not my thing. College basketball has been... I've been good except for this week. And this week has just been like, like not, it hasn't been like, oh, kind of bad. It's been like one and four, one and three, like just not even close. So this is how my day is going. Just red, red, red so far on my page. You know, Coastal Carolina was nice for me. I had that game on. They won outright. I had them plus two. But the under, yeah, they're not, not looking great. But nonetheless, uh, Total's not my friend. Bucks, Tom Brady might be my friend, so we'll see. All right. That's it for the rest of the matchups now. It's time to get to the game we are here for. I know you guys are excited. <laughs> I am both excited and metaphorically and literally shitting bricks. I am so anxious for this game to happen. I just – I. I want to win. I mean, simply put, I just I just want to win. I know you guys want to win, too. I, I like how it's the Saturday first game. At first I saw that, I was like, wait, it's the one seed. It's the first game getting played. But the closer I get to it, I've been watching just so many hype videos, so many highlights, so many everything. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm happy it's the Saturday at 3.30 game. Like, I, I want to know. I want to. Yeah, I want to just I, get I'm it ready. done with. Like, I'm just ready. I yeah, care if- about all these games, but this game, I'm ready. If it was the Sunday night game, dude, I don't know if I could handle handle waiting. But so for those that don't know, this matchup, Bengals and Titans, is quite literally a dream matchup for our podcasts here at GTD Sports because we got a little friendly rivalry spread out. You know, we got Zach as a Titans fan, Noah as a Titans fan, me as a Bengals fan. Elijah, I'm sorry the Cowboys are left out in this equation, but I'm not sorry. <laughs> you got you got next year, you know. Me either. I won two bets I mean, on the Niners. Super Bowl is next year. I accidentally. Oh, no, Super Bowl next year. The yeah. Super Bowl is next year. <laughs> this is our year. <laughs> Cowboys. I accidentally are bet a hundred bucks on the Niners. That was a fun instead of just like a ten dollar some. 
I fat thumbed and hit double zeros oh. and hit submit, and it was a hundred bucks on Niners plus three. So, oh, dude, see, I God like bless the Niners, the baby. <laughs> God bless Debo Samuel. He's the best. I put a hundred bucks on the Cowboys on purpose. Um, drunkenly, <laughs> so alcohol was influenced in that decision. Just want to yeah, put that so, out. So there. not on purpose. We can say yeah. it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> no, it was on purpose because I was like, should I hedge it? Because this is kind of dumb. And I was like, no, fuck that. Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah. No, like the closer I got to it with the Niners being a public dog, I was like, oh, Cowboys minus three is the easy play here. And I was like, well, here we go. Like I've been on Niners all week, just accidentally bet a hundred bucks on them. Here we go. It worked out. Public yeah, dogs don't always work out, but it worked out. I was on the opposite end, sadly, but <laughs> we live to see another day. We're making a comeback this we're weekend. We're, we're still breathing. Yeah, we're still here. We're making some more picks this weekend. But this Ugh. matchup, Bengals and Titans, the one seed against the four seed in the AFC. The Bengals are coming off their first playoff win in 31 years, the longest drought in the NFL, and another record that could be broken this weekend is Cincinnati has never won a road playoff game in franchise history. Both of their Super Bowl trips, they were the one seed and had home field advantage throughout. So all I got to say to that is 2022 is the year of broken curses. Joe Shiesty, Joey Burr, the savior of Cincinnati, is here to break everything. What do you guys have to say about that? I I just have one question. Um, What's up? Did you send a Bengals text about them winning? Oh, immediately. I, okay. I I think I can claim. I mean, of course, there's like literally no way to prove it. But I could claim that I sent that shit immediately. I had it ready, clicked it immediately, sent it to my buddy who's also a Bengals fan. So I feel like I was the first person in the world to text We'll say it. it. You know, GTD yeah. news. Exactly. Ryan, Ryan was the first ever Bengals win a playoff game text message sent so can't prove it otherwise it's kind of like being the first comment on instagram exactly yeah Yeah. like how on tiktok motherfuckers just comment first like right when you post a video it's like just go away bro like yeah no so i mean good for you that's i think that's as good as it's gonna get no am i right i think that (laughs) that's the peak of your existence so i'm so happy for you i'm so proud of you yeah. Hey, let's give it up for the Bengals. Yeah, so. just give it you know, we're, we're so happy for them. They're fantastic. You know, Terrific. Joe Burrow has had a great year. Ugh. Those glasses were Bang fantastic. Up, he kept a straight face when he said no, that he didn't hear a whistle. You know, props <laughs> to everyone on that. You dude, know? he was definitely bullshitting, bro. He heard that whistle, <laughs> Everyone dude. did. That, that whole he thing knew just it. killed me. They just showed Zach. They just showed Joe Burrow. No, I didn't hear anything. Nope. No. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, dude. They were definitely <laughs> bullshitting. Dude, I don't – this is, bro, I just – I know you guys are the one seed. I know you guys had the better regular season. I know the Titans have Derrick Henry coming back. But I think right now the, the Bengals are hot. Not as hot as teams like the Bills, you know, and the Chiefs. But the Bengals are hot. They're playing good football. They're playing together. The culture is there. It just seems like the momentum is going in their favor right now. And I know, I mean, obviously Vegas has them as the underdogs for a reason. The Titans, I think, should be favored in this game. But I don't know. It's hard to stray away from my bias tendencies, you know? Like, it's hard to say anything without just being 100% biased in this situation because I'm just at the point where I'm like, fuck it, we've made it this far. We're going to the Super Bowl, baby, you know? like They're definitely hot, and that's great. But do you know what wins in the playoffs? 
the cold and winter is here. Derrick Henry's back. Yes, sir. They're going to be bruising. It's going to be something. And, you know, I could give my unbiased opinion. I could say, you know, Bengals are hot. They're good. You know, I could be worried. But that's, that's not what this is for. The, uh, <laughs> give me all the bias. You know, I think there's too much talk about, oh, there's bias there. Oh, there's no bias there. Give me all the bias. That's why baseball announcers are fun. You know, like when you watch baseball and you're listening to like these, the Cardinals announcers talk about how awesome the Cardinals are. Like, yeah, give me all that. Like, that's what makes it great. You know, we need more bias in the sports media today. So give me the Titans. Winners here. I've got my, I drink and I know things and I know Derek Kent's going to have a day. See that Derek Henry terrifies me because as confident as I am in the Bengals offense and their ability to move the ball and make big plays, I'm just on, on the opposite side of things. I'm just as what's the word I'm looking for. I mean, not confident, nervous, scared about yeah, Derrick Henry going above, off. Yeah. yeah. All of the above for Derrick Henry yeah. going <laughs> off for 200 yards. I mean, if Josh Jacobs can put up a hundred, Derrick Henry can probably put up 300 And our, our D line is a little bit banged up. DJ reader has been battling an injury. Trey Hendrickson, our, one of our three pro bowlers, is coming off a concussion in the game against the Raiders. He's supposed to be cleared to play, but, I mean, that still kind of sucks. So that that's going to be one of the keys to the game, really, is going to be just stopping that behemoth of a man that is Derrick Henry. And you guys probably know more about this than me um, and, like, have been following, you know, his injury, his return and everything. So where is he in terms of, you know, full ability to play is he 100 percent? allegedly allegedly but here's the thing the titans were still fifth in the league in rushing without derrick henry deontay foreman is a force to be reckoned with behind that offensive line which is built to run the ball he's a big old um, boy the Bengals' defensive line scares me a little bit uh, but I think we have the advantage on the lines of scrimmage purely because the Bengals' offensive line is so bad. Yeah, no, I, I think you guys have the advantage on the line of scrimmage for sure. Um, but I will say our secondary, although we don't have, you could say that Jesse Bates is, you know, a marquee premier name, but guys like Chidobe Awuzie, Mike Hilton, uh, Von Bell, those aren't like, you know, top of the line, Pro Bowl, All Pro type guys. But in recent weeks, especially, they've been coming up with just huge plays out of nowhere, just like random interceptions that change the pace of the game, like that. And so, what I'm kind of relying on defensively, at least for the Bengals, is I expect the D line to get beat up because I mean, your, your O line is fantastic. Derrick Henry's amazing, obviously. Is I just hope, and I'm hoping that they make that one play that they've been doing in like the past five weeks, that, that one or two big, big plays. And like Elijah said too, like on the turnover battle, like of course it's kind of mundane to say like whoever wins the turnover battle is going to win the game. Like obviously that's one of the biggest factors in football, but I think in this matchup with as close as it'll be, there might only be one turnover in the game. And that one turnover could decide the entire game. I don't see either team fumbling. I mean, that's, you can't really predict yeah, fumbles that, per se. Please don't say that. <laughs> actually you know what you know the titans are not gonna fumble dude derrick henry never fumbles it was like me last me last week when i was tweeting at you just dude there's no way the the Bengals can blow this lead there's absolutely no way like this i was i was sweating last week i, I can't was, imagine no oh like it's, 
So I don't think last year's game is necessarily a good indicator of what's going to happen in this game because it's two very different teams. However, in that game last year, Joe Burrow was running for his life as he was in every game. The difference is the Titans had the worst pass rush by far in the league. Uh, The Titans have a much better pass rush this year. Um, And the thing was that even though Joe Burrow was running for his life, he'll still won the game because Joe Burrow was able to get out of all of those sacks. Y'all were 14 point favorites last year. I forgot about that. I bet on y'all. That's when I stopped believing in the Titans. That was like one of our two wins. Just because like (laughs) the Titans, like the most Titans thing that could ever happen, happened this year. We beat, we go on a six-game winning streak five in a row against playoff teams from the year before. And then the following week, what do we do? We lose to the Titans. Yeah, I was making Titans jokes. fans, they're I'm, funny, man. Y'all I, are like, I was uh, surprised, but it, it still hurt. Y'all are, like, y'all are like the Bucks or the Jazz of the NBA. Just like every time y'all are good, you're like, why aren't you talking about us? Like, why aren't you talking about how good we are? And then fi- people finally start talking about y'all, and y'all go just like, "Stop talking about us! Like you're making us bad now!" Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it's it. Like I the, go all in both sides just because it's yeah. fun. Like it's, it, it's the constant up and down of being a Titans fan. It really is throughout the years. Like the hope of Mariota. Mariota sucks. Mariota, great moments, and you bet your ass that we were really, really. Uh, vocal about those great moments. We we're also very vocal about Mariota sucking. Uh, yeah. Back to this game, though. Here's where I think the difference is. We know the Titans love to run on second down. It's one of the things that our coordinator, Todd Downing, gets the most heat for. I'm so excited for the stat. That they absolutely love to run the ball on second down. The Bengals are last in the league by a wide margin over the second half of the season in rushing EPA per play on second down. You're All right, so I Derek Henry so is going to it. make so much money on second down, and I really think that's going to be a big difference in this game because the Titans get in third and short. Ryan Tannehill is very good at converting those third and shorts. You get into third and 10, that's way less manageable situation. And so I think if Titans can stay in third and short situations, have a lot of success on second down, I think it's going to be uh, a good sign for the Titans. We'll put it that way if that happens. So before – I knew you were going to bring in a stat at some point. So Second down was like – I was not right for that, but I love it. I know that in particular, that that's specific. But I was nervous I wouldn't have a rebuttal, but I do have a rebuttal. The Bengals are a fucking NFL team that are capable of watching film and realizing that the Titans probably run the ball on second down over half of the time. But the stats say that they're incapable of stopping it. If they focus their game plan around it. Guys, guys, breaking news. The Bengals are an NFL team. Ryan just. I mean, I'm just saying they're they're fully capable of making adjustments. I, I mean. Maybe it's been bad, and you do bring up a good point with the third and shorts because we have not been great in third and short situations, but we have been fantastic at bringing pressure in third and long situations. I I, I don't know what to say. I mean, obviously, Derrick Henry is going to run over us. I think that's expected. If he doesn't go for 100 yards, I will be very, very shocked. Um, 
But I, I just I think that won't be like the end all be all the second down runs. I think we'll make the necessary adjustments. I would hope because Zach Taylor has been doing a kick ass job this year, and I would hate to see him crash and burn. You know, it, it, at this stage, I think I think the Bengals are going to win. I'm I'm on I'm on Team Bungles right now. Um, yes, sir. The, the skill position is better for the for the Bengals side. You have. You know, Boyd, Higgins, Chase, Mixon, along with Joe Burrow. Um, I don't know how healthy Derrick Henry is going to be when he comes back. And I also, A.J. Brown, is he back or is he just oh, is yeah. he out? Yeah, like, everyone's he, healthy. He is everyone's bad, healthy. Yeah. everyone's zero, healthy. Zero injured. Yeah, well, there's always an asterisk when it comes to Julio Jones and being healthy, so there's that <laughs> also. Um the Man, Titans I don't know. I just better, the Titans have been better than every team in the league when healthy. So in my mind too, which makes me feel even better about my pick on the Bengals, is that sixty-two percent of the bets are on the Titans. And for me, it feels like the easy layup should be Bengals spread, but it's not. It's Titans minus three and a half. So that makes me feel even more confident about Bengals covering and probably winning this game. Um, I don't know. Joe Burrow is daddy. Like it's yes, sir. Day. Yes, he really sir. is. I had to say it and give that to you, Ryan. But he is. I mean, that's a bad fucking. Can we put man. that on TikTok? Can you clip that right quick? <laughs> just clip it. Joe Burrow is daddy. Nothing else on repeat. <laughs> just on a loop. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I I 100% agree. I mean, of course, I'm gonna agree as a Bengals fan, but like, I've said this before on the podcast. But like, the fact that you know the number one pick, the sure thing has actually turned into everything we thought he could have. It has just been every, everything we've needed as, as the Bengals organization. We deserve Joe Burrow, honestly, after all of this. And that's another one of the, the keys to the game is not only, of course, Joe Burrow is going to have to show up like he did against the Raiders, but it's going to be that Joe Burrow-Jamar Chase connection. Because obviously, you know, like I said, the Bengals can watch film and adjust on that second down run. The Titans can watch film and know that, you know, Burrow's going to target Chase at least 10 times a game. So it's really that's going to be a big factor as well as if that connection can develop, because, um, of course, he can rely on Higgins and Boyd. But that's not what he wants to do. That That's not what the offense has been geared towards this season. So that that's going to be another really big factor in this one, too. And I, Burrow I has shown throughout his entire career, college and pros, anytime he needs to show up in big games. He shows up. He, yeah, he literally every single game. It's it's actually crazy, and it, I don't want to say that you know and like jinx him, but I mean it's Big oh, Dick he's Joe. So like jinxed, he's so jinxed. Oh right fuck now. you! No, it's you, Big Dick Joe, up. bro. So you jinxed. can't you can't deny Big Dick Joe, dude. He wants the victory cigar. He, he wants does. it. He does, dude. Yeah. No, no I don't think they're I mean, doing that until after. That's the big thing to me when I look at this game. It's going to be the Titans secondary. Because the Titans defense has been much improved. Got the great front seven, great pass rush, finally. Secondary has been good, but they also, they're susceptible to big plays. And I think it all comes down to Jackrabbit Jenkins. When I was a St. Louis Rams fan and watched him in St. Louis every week, he was the exact same player. He will either be locked down or he will give up three 50-yard plays in a game. And he's still, years later, that's what he's doing in Tennessee. So I think he's the big player. If he shows up to play, I think Titans take care of business. You know, Jamar Chase is going to get his. There's no doubt about that. But it's just 
will it be those huge plays or will it just be like, okay, he gets a hundred yards and maybe a touchdown, but it's not on a big play. So I think it comes down to Jackrabbit Jenkins. Uh, Fulton has been great, a great young corner. You're going to hear all over that. They all played at LSU together. That's all fun and dandy and whatever. But I think it comes down to Jackrabbit Jenkins. If he comes to play, I think it's Titans pretty easy. Not necessarily easy because I think it's going to be a close game regardless, but I think they can cover if he doesn't show up to play and he gives up two huge bombs to Jamar Chase. That's when it's going to get interesting. Yeah, that, that's a good point, too, is limiting those plays with Chase. Yeah, because I mean, half of the time Chase, his plays are like 30 yard passes, at least, you know, of him just I, I remember it was a Chiefs game where he went off like 260 yards. You know, yep. it was just they would be double teaming him. He would still come up with the ball and just, you know, do that little celebration where you like put your hand down and be like, you're too small for me or whatever. Like, I, I just personally, I, even if they adjust, I don't think there's a way to stop this dude at this no, point. You, like, can only, you can only contain. Like, yeah, you just got to limit the big plays. In. Have to yeah. know that going in. Definitely. So, Elijah, I have a question for you as the unbiased member of this party in this game. Um, Oh, wait, he's putting on his headphones real quick. Elijah, so a question for you as the unbiased member of this podcast right now. What do you think? This is not even to do with the game. This is just about the fandom of each team. Do you think, what do you think is the better slogan? Who day or tighten up? You're on mute. You're on mute. Tighten up. Who day is stupid. Bro, what are you talking about? It's, rip, it's Who dat is so much better. Bro, tighten what are you talking fuck? about? Uh, <laughs> yeah, tight, tighten up, schooler. Sorry. Wait, hold on. No, 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 no. Wait, hold on. Well, I'm gonna Google this. What? Oh, you're gonna bring first. some like historic, like Saints. Oh, well, you, you, you were a history nerd, weren't you, Ryan? I can tell. Kind of was actually. I love history in high school. No, I'm not gonna lie. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But don't tell anyone. We're definitely not recording live. Don't tell anyone. So, okay, who day versus who dat? The history, who said it first, and where. Okay, even if who day came first, who dat is still cooler. Who day came first. Bengals may have started. They used it on official merchandise first. Oh, wait, but it has been said about the Saints since the team has been in Louisiana. No, that's why I've literally heard, because I've heard this argument so many times just on random things, and every Bengals fan has their sources that they were first, and every Saints fan has their sources that they were first. I get at this point, I don't know, so just which one I like more. Who I like dat is, is like it, it's more solid. But, who day so what is, is like, what is who dat though? Because who day is like a song. It's who day, who day, who day think gonna beat them Bengals? Who day, who day? The is the that, exact like, same. That? like who's that that's trying to play? Like who's that? that's stupid, bro. Who that's dat? come on. Bro. I think it's also like a Louisiana thing. Like who dat? That yeah. that definitely is more of a Louisiana way of yeah. saying no, it. Yeah, it sounds like something like it's just more like. And I'm pretty sure it's a scientific fact end. that the people of Louisiana are cooler than the people of Cincinnati, Ohio. Hey man, I went to the Cincinnati Alabama playoff game. Some of the sure nicest were nice. I've ever met, dude. Yeah, they're nice, cool. Uh, I added a couple of them on LinkedIn, bro. They were trying to give me an internship. Yeah. No, Cincinnati. Honestly, great city. That's where my fake ID said I was from. It's fantastic. <laughs> you know, can't beat it. I, 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 went there. I went there a few years ago. First first and only time. I will give credit. The Bengal Stadium is like the biggest stadium I've ever seen like in person. Like when you walk past it downtown, like it's gigantic. Went to a Reds game. Cardinals destroyed them, which was fantastic. 
but the stadium's there super nice and we drove past my address and you know there was a park right like across the street it was a nice little neighborhood you know i had a great life living a nice fake life life. yeah you know (laughs) it was great (laughs) oh that's funny unfortunately i never got out to stevens arkansas Oh, were you from Arkansas? You're Arkansas man. <laughs> Stevens, Arkansas. I used my uh, – when I had mine, I used – because my brother is older than me, and he lived in Atlanta my, the whole time I was in college. So I just used – like he was in the swim club at his college. I used the swim club's party house address as my address. Cool. I, so, yeah. I had a buddy that graduated like a year or two before – like two years before me. And um, when he as soon, the day that he turned twenty one, he went and got it sideways because he wanted it, and then he gave uh, his old ID to me that I used for two straight years, and it never failed. But it, we look nothing alike. But in the picture, for some reason, he looks just like me. Just like he's doing the standard white person smile. You know what I'm saying? And uh, oh, we, we all kill it. Yeah, we all got it down on lock. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, no, it's so uh, it worked for me too. So I I was from Joshua, just like in real life, and on my fake ID. Except love- my name was Tyler Farco, and not Elijah Span. I love how we just incriminated all of ourselves on on the air. It's statute of limitations. It's yeah. yeah. What's the, yeah what's what are the they gonna do? <laughs> all right. Oh, anyway, no. though, back to uh, Bengals Titans. Let's go ahead. Let's do our score predictions. I'll go ahead and start this one off. Uh, as I said, I think this is going to be a really, really close game, no matter who comes out on top. But, of course, you know I have the Bengals winning. I'm taking the Bengals to win 24-23 in a one-point game. I have Randy Shooter Burke McPherson. Point in, he. That what? Randy Book missed an extra point in. He. Yeah, That's Fat it. Randy. Fuck that guy. Have fun dealing with it. He used to be a Bengal, and now I'm good riddance, dude. We have Evan McPherson, who is daddy. Shooter McPherson for me this year. Yeah, Shooter McPherson, aka Money McPherson. I have him winning on a last second field goal to send us to the AFC Championship. 24-23 is my prediction. All right. I'll go. (laughs) Titans 31-28. Fat Randy gets it done. End of the game. Fuck you, Ryan. (laughs) Fat Randy's the GOAT. Fat Randy, we love Titans him. 31-28. I love that he's Fat Randy, though. You know, like, yeah. I love that. that that's Universally. Yeah, the best. Because <laughs> w- when he hits it, it's awesome. Yeah, Fat Randy. Then all of a sudden he misses. Dude, you're just Fat, fat Randy. Like, yeah, he's fat. <laughs> it just it works both ways. It's fantastic. I uh, He was my fantasy kicker this season. Decent. Yeah, I, I had him for a few weeks. And then all of a sudden he did, went like back to back like one point weeks. I'm like, no. well, it started out as as the uh, Seahawks kicker Myers. He sucked. So yeah, went with him. But anyway, score prediction: I got 33-24 Bengals. Whew, not even close. I've I was got to say a, that's a big win. I've got 27-20 Titans. I I think it's close, but I I think the Titans can cover and. Have a good EPA game. per play on second down in the second half of the season. Book it. <laughs> All I want to say though is uh Noah in your prediction 31-28, you have the Bengals covering, which I mean that's something. No, I think three and a half is too far. Yeah, I do too. I'm, I'm surprised to find much. three. I'm trying to find three with not that much juice. If I can find three for like minus 115, I'm hammering it. 
But I just yeah. don't want three, like, minus 125, 130, like. Yeah, three and a half is, I, is I a will do number. three and a half if I have to. But. A half point in the NFL is a lot. Oh, yeah, especially at the three and the seven. That half point is yep. ridiculous. Yeah. And, like, four and a half is a fucking well, number because a lot of I times learned... teams win by four. The difference between six and seven is just unbelievably big. Yeah, it's huge. I don't know though. I've seen I've seen a lot of like six and a half point spreads, and I'm like, it's not seven. I'm hammering the the favorite, and then of course they cover. So six and a half is a lot of points. Yeah, yeah then they win by like four or five or something ridiculous. I bet the Raiders yeah. plus a weird six. score. I did too. Bet. I did too. I like the Bengals more than the Raiders, but I was. That's why. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's why I Twitter thought the Raiders were going to cover. I did not bet that's that what, game. All of a sudden, they kicked the field goal, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Yeah, I guess it makes sense. You know, it makes a one-score game." But I was like, "But you know, you I, I be covering right now." I wanted them to go a lot for of points it. to give a team with a good quarterback. It is though, yeah, yeah. I give that that game was something, but yeah. So twenty-seven twenty is mine. I I think it's close throughout, but. You know, I, I could see the Bengals going on a last last uh, couple minute drive needing a touchdown, and then Jack Rabbit Jenkins comes out of nowhere. Now, nah, overtime, overtime, nah. Derrick Henry walk off. Ooh, oh my god, I would actually I cry if that happened, dude. Handle an overtime game. Yeah, I, I don't know. Love it, but like at Nissan the same time, Stadium would crumble. It would crumble to the ground. Dude, I, I wish I could be there this weekend so bad. I tried to go to the game. It's three hundred dollars to sit in the last row in the stadium and i'm just not gonna do dude, that. dude that's why like i'm literally just trying to think like okay i'm trying to pull like every, my whole net worth like how can i go if the titans win how can i go to nashville for the afc championship like i'm i'm trying to figure if, it out probably won't happen 99 chance it won't happen but if I'm you somehow make it here i'll go with you all right well we'll, we'll get the we'll, tickets we'll, 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 text, we'll talk yeah. we'll we'll coordinate I'm holding out for the Super Bowl, bro. If somehow, I mean, obviously, I don't expect it to happen by any means, but if somehow the Bengals actually make the Super Bowl, dude, I don't. I will sell all of my personal belongings. I don't care what it takes, dude. I'm. I will be at that game. What if? And it it's in LA. If it was in Dallas, that would be amazing because it's like a ten minute drive for me. But... I doubt that's gonna happen, but I'm probably coming down to Dallas. I have a one of my best friends from college lives in Dallas. And he was calling me earlier, like right when all the news was coming out, like, oh, it might get moved to Dallas. I don't think it will. But he was like, oh, wait, really? Yeah. If it got moved to Dallas, I'm going. Yeah. Because like LA, like with all like, they might not allow fans with all their like mandates and stuff. So I I don't think it's going to happen. But this came out like a week or two ago. Like, oh, it's possible. Like they're starting to develop a backup plan, which would be Dallas. And so my buddy like called me and he's like, bro, you have no excuse not to come to Dallas if the Super Bowl comes here. Like, obviously, we're not going to the game, but like we're going to all these different tents. We're going tailgate. We're going to do all the stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> shit. Dude, that, I would, that would actually be amazing if that. Oh, we'll that see. Like I said, I, I don't think and it's going to happen. I will but. say it's a travesty that um, Cowboy Stadium has only hosted one Super Bowl since it's been built. Well, it blinds their players. Not that great of a place to watch. It blinds their players. (laughs) Well, the three o'clock games are jackass. That fucked us in the ass last week. Um, I I hate I hate the jumbotron there. 
I hate it. I know. I love it. Yeah. Watching the jumbotron instead of the too game. big. It's Punk literally it, too though. big. The ball it, goes right off it. It's so big. It's distracting to fans who are trying to watch from the nosebleeds and can't do anything but watch this giant ass jumbotron. You might That's as facts. well be on your couch. That's facts. That is facts. But it's a beautiful stadium. You can get a nice, good $12 beer there. That's what I was about to uh, say. It's Jerry's house. Yeah, Yeah, it's beautiful. And uh, I guess one last thing. I just literally looked at the notes again. The thing I've been saying all the time. Mike Vrabel, 8-0 after uh, buys and mini buys. You know, anything from Thursday to the next week or he's actually had a buy, he's 8-0. So there's no reason to think that, you know, that's going to end. So cheers to that. Coach of the year. I mean, just to just to combat that point, Joe Burrow is also undefeated in winner go home games in his entire career. Ho, ho, ho. One must break. One and Uh No, he won t- two playoff games in college, hmm. and he won the state championship in high school. Just, 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 yeah, just against look. Oklahoma's JV last in the Big Twelve defense. Well, fuck off, okay? He won a national championship. Vrabel, Joe Burrow, physically, who would I take? I don't know, bro. Vrabel's got him in that 40-yard dash, bro. I don't know. No, but Vrabel's a bad motherfucker, that's for sure. <laughs> you see the, the new around. Brady documentary come out, and then it's it details about how Mike Vrabel is catching all those touchdowns for Brady? I, I haven't watched I'm, it yet. No I've shit. I'm pretty sure Vrabel's, like, 10th, like, top 10 um, for most touchdown receptions from Brady. Probably like I'm he not even bunch. joking. I forgot the number, but it was I think it was. I think last it's like year. five or seven. It, it was like last year. Michael Pruitt caught like his first touchdown, and then in the locker room, I I forget the number, but he was like, "Hey, congrats to Pruitt, like Prue for your first touchdown. You've only got I don't know like five more, like ten more, five more, like to beat me or something." He said some number. I don't remember what the number was, but it was very funny. All right, well, let's go ahead and get in. Now that we've got our, our score predictions out of the way, let's go ahead and get into uh, our friendly little wager we have set up for this game. So Noah and I were also talking. Zach and I have had this one set up now for a couple of days, but Noah and I were talking, trying to figure one out. But I think we decided, Noah, are you good to just hop in on this bet as well? You know what? Yeah, why not? All right. So our plan is Bengals-Titans. I'm a Bengals fan. Both of them are Titans fans. So rather than wagering money on the spread or the money line or anything like that, we're going to place a little friendly bet between all of us here at GTD Sports. So if the Bengals win, and this all has to do with TikTok, if the Bengals win, Noah and Zach will have to post on TikTok wearing a Bengals jersey because they beat the Titans. They will have to post on TikTok a different thirst trap or cringy dance Every single day in that jersey until the NFL team leaves a comment on their video. So basically, they have to keep posting it until one of their videos goes super viral. This has been done with fantasy football punishments before. It it has worked a lot of times. NFL teams are very active on TikTok and vice versa. So if Noah and Zach, if the Titans win, they will be the winners and I will be posting on my TikTok in a Titans jersey, thirst traps, dances every day until they comment on the video. So you're gonna look so good in the two tone blue. That's all I'm gonna say. With with your eyes, you're, you're gonna look beautiful. <laughs> That's all 
combo. My youth XL <laughs> Chris Johnson blue. jersey is gonna look so good on you. Actually, that would be hilarious. I'm Actually, curious, yeah. If that's the, the case, send me that. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I'm sure, like you know, if, if the Bengals win, I'll just send you because I have two jerseys. I'll just send you one of mine for a little bit, and you ship it back when you're done. Yeah. But this is a viral or bust type of bet. And if we don't go viral, then it's really gonna fucking suck. So, hey, <laughs> hey, I, I'm a committed man, and I'm I've been dying to post more TikToks. It's been a little bit for me, but betting on the rocks on TikTok. Last few were good. Don't talk about how they were like two months ago. You know, we don't have to worry about a timeline, but no, pretty solid there. So, ready to post some more, and uh, yeah, betting on the rocks. Check it out. Tighten up. Yeah, wait, Noah, do you have a do you I haven't even thought about that. Do you have a personal TikTok you post on at all, or would you have to make one? Uh I have one. Have you ever posted anything? Yeah, I posted one thing. I'll I'll send it to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, yeah, that'll be fun. So we'll we'll definitely be sure to uh update everybody on the GTD Sports social media with with how that's going and all the dances and whatnot that happens. But Thought that would be fun, rather, because another one of my ideas was dyeing our hair the color of the opposing team. But as Zach brought up, that, work. I'm so mad. Yeah. I'm so mad. I Trust me, I want to do that so bad. But like, I really have to be. I'm in sales, sadly, until I, uh, you know, get to do sports full time. So sponsor, oh. if you're listening, <laughs> um, <laughs> sales life. Heard. Yeah, no, I literally have to be in person yeah. in sales. I'm like. Yeah, I can't just show up with or- – although orange wouldn't be as bad as blue. Like, yeah. at least orange, it could be like, okay, there are people with, like, kind of orange hair. But I was like, ah. I was like, I really wish I would because I would I- – I love bets and, like, money bets or whatever. But, like, yeah, just literally anything. Like, I'll do it. I was for it. I'm like – I had to be like, okay. I had to, like, take a step back. Nah, can't do this. <laughs> My boss will look at me like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I want to say though, you guys are technically at the advantage considering the Titans are money line favorites, but I'm rolling with my boys. I said, I, I wasn't going to bring it up. I was going to say, we're doing the straight up, right? Yeah. <laughs> straight up. I don't give a damn. I, like, I'm ready. Because like, honestly, I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm betting Titans, you know, betting a pretty sizable amount. But if they win by one, I'm still just as ecstatic. Like, I don't care. Like, they just need to win. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Right? But, I, like, so I, I just I, I win. Up, you know, I, I'll bet on them a pretty good amount. But, yeah, if they win by one or two, I do not care. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be close. Well, I guess I can't really guarantee it. But it should be one of I, I the better matchups. Be. Yeah, I think of, it will be a very series. good game. And I, I think, like, obviously, Chiefs Bills is getting all the hype, which is understandable. Like it is because they are two like juggernaut franchises the last couple of years, two great young quarterbacks. Don't sleep on Tannehill though. So I'm gonna say don't sleep on Tannehill. Tana Thrill. He's okay. you know, they're, they're gonna look they're gonna look at the twenty nineteen. Oh, he only threw he only threw for eighty <laughs> he only threw for eighty yards. That's all he had to do. Like he threw the I mean, ball Yeah, with Derrick Henry, but he threw the ball ten times. What do you want? Like two hundred yards from that? Like, come on. Believe in Tana Thrill. Don't don't sleep. I do not, and I will not. Anyway, though. (laughs) All right, moving on, though. That's it for our Bengals-Titans little rivalry segment. We got a little bit. too long, but also not long enough. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We got a little bit. Moving on from football, too. We got a big uh, UFC fight card this weekend. 
UFC 270 with Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gane. Uh, we're gonna we've kind of gone a little late, so I'm gonna try and just gloss over this. Won't spend too much time on it, but this is truly, I mean, one of the biggest fights. Not so much the biggest fight card because there's not you know three, four, five title fights like some ones big ones we've had in recent history, but. I feel like a kid in a candy shop every time I see one of these big fights come up. Like the main card, we got Nganu versus Gane. We also have in the flyweight division Brandon Marino versus Davison Figueiredo. And then in the on the bottom of the main card, we have Syed Nurmagomedov, excuse me, versus Cody Stamen. And although Nurmagomedov, you know, uh, you would expect is Khabib's brother, it's not Khabib's brother, but. Cousin. I'm, yeah, I'm still I'm still rocking with him no matter what. <laughs> Dude, his name is Nurmagomedov, bro. He's going to win. Like, what? That's all it takes. Yeah. So, All right. Before we get too deep in this, I just have, have, have a couple things I need to say. So as someone, I, I, I kind of said a few times, like jokingly, like explain to me like I'm five. As someone who loves the UFC but cannot bet UFC and has not placed a bet on UFC just because the favorites are so like minus like a huge amount. What are the bets? What are the, the go-tos while you're talking, you know, just, just let me know. Cause I, I love UFC, but I've never bet UFC. Cause I'm like, I don't know how to bet this. I don't want to bet a plus 2000 or a minus 2000 winner. <laughs> oh dude. No, I, I, I probably put at least one play in every, in every fight card. Like beautiful. I'd say the way to go. Parlay is. Yeah, with those big money parlay. lines, because you're right, it is shitty to have like a minus 300 favorite, but truly parlays are the way to go. It's really the only way to kind of make up your money in the UFC. Parlay, and then also, also on top of that, I, te- I tend to stray away from over-under bets in UFC unless it's like a sure thing that it goes the distance, you know, with guys that just have iron chins, never get knocked out. But so I try and stay away from the over unders because they're just so unpredictable. Because it literally just, one punch changes. I, was gonna say, I I don't do over unders with football, basketball, <laughs> hockey, anything, baseball. So totals are the bane of my existence. I, I agree with you. <laughs> so another play I typically go with is those slight underdogs. Like this card, a great example is Gane is a minus one fifty five favorite over in Ganu, and in Ganu is plus one thirty five. So that's not like crazy plus money. But it's a little bit of juice, and yeah. there's a lot of value, especially in this fight this weekend. I cannot believe it is unfathomable to think that Nganu is the underdog in this fight. I mean, I I can't I know that Gane is really, really good, but Nganu is just a freak of nature. So Ganu's a grown fucking man. Dude, he's oh my, that's my favorite fighter. He's my favorite fighter in the UFC, and him at plus one thirty five. Like I know I'm gonna bet on it, but it makes too much sense. Like I know I'm probably gonna lose money. That's like, I'm same scared. thing with same thing with uh, Poirier. Poirier, I was like, damn, Poirier has looked so good his last two fights. He got his ass kicked by Olivier. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a little bit of those vibes, and I'm still gonna ignore him. And I'm gonna bet in Ngannou because Ngannou, he's not gonna lose. Ngannou is scary. Dude, he's he, probably the last person. He's if you were to put anybody in fisticuffs in in the world's history, Prime Nganu is probably gonna be at the top of that list. We're we're getting it. We're, we just pulled it up, and he's in his. <laughs> <laughs> he plays in that. 
Nagano oh, yeah. replaced. I'm I'm betting big on Nagano. I really it's think. Placed. I mean, so obviously Nagano is this freak of nature. You know, Dana White Fuck. has famously said. It it's Dana White has famously said that Nganu's punch is more powerful than a forward focus going full speed running into somebody. So that's the kind of shit you're dealing with if you're Gane. But the thing about this matchup is, I mean, there's really a lot with this matchup. So Gane, there is a reason Vegas has him favored. I didn't think he would be favored. I thought he would be a slight underdog. I mean, this dude is, is 10-0. and 0. He's undefeated, hasn't lost a UFC fight yet. And in terms of heavyweight capability... Gane is truly the only person that will probably ever be able to compete with Nganu. I mean, you could talk about the legendary rivalry between Daniel Cormier and Stipe Miocic, which Stipe is arguably the greatest heavyweight of all time for now, which is soon to be taken by one of these two guys. But I mean, look at what Nganu did to Stipe. I know Stipe was old, but Nganu just tore him up, made it light work in the second round. And Gane, I mean, both of these guys, so they're built. They are the perfect combination of, wait, what? how many units, Elijah? 50 bucks. I'm down with that. I'm probably going to place that, if not double. That's safe. <laughs> I, I want to do 100, but 50, 50 I, I contained it. I might have to do a hundo. But so there's, they are the perfect, both of these guys, perfect combination of size, speed, and power. And at heavyweight, that's such a rare combination Gane is 6'4", 247 pounds, and Ganu is 6'4", 263 pounds. Pretty identical wingspans, pretty identical takedown stats. These guys are going to keep this fight on the ground, or, I mean, standing up, excuse me. They're going to want to strike. They're not going to deal with wrestling whatsoever, but I just, I mean, Gane in this one, he's looking to remain undefeated, keep that perfect record, but Nganu, on the other hand, has a dominant streak going. He has five straight wins. And his average fight time in those wins is a minute 40 seconds. Four of them were first round knockouts. He, he's just in another league. It's this line. What's crazy is Nganu actually opened as a minus 190 favorite, but since then has moved all the way to plus 135, which scares the shit out of me. But I still don't care. I mean, it's Francis Nganu. Like, what are you going to do? Got to do it. You got to do it. I mean, so on the other guy, right? Yeah, I don't know what the public is actually on this, so I'll have to look at that. If it moved that much, that's that's just my quick non-UFC sharp thoughts. I I like the way you think, though. You know, I like the way you're thinking. Sometimes you need. That's why I let my girlfriend pick NFL Sundays. Obviously, I don't in playoffs because there's a lot less games. (laughs) But during the year, yeah, I'm like pick a game, and she does all right. You know, sometimes you need that little bit. Eh, I don't really know. I'll I'll pick this team. It's a dart throw. Yeah. It's it's either you hit or you don't. So with this matchup, though, my question, and I know Zach, you probably won't be able to answer it thoroughly as a as a newbie UFC follower. I, I, I do love UFC. I want that disclaimer out there. I love it. I watch it all the time. But when it comes to betting, I've never placed a UFC bet until tonight. So shout out everyone listening. Saw <laughs> the first ever. Like saw it happen just because I like I would just see like the minus two, three, four hundred favorites. I'm like. And I'm like, I don't know it enough. Like, I generally, I'm like, I know it enough to not bet, like, all these props. So, yeah. Yeah. I do watch. (laughs) So, my question, though, for you guys is with this matchup in Ganu versus Gane, will this fight and the winner of this fight decide who is on the path to become the greatest heavyweight of all time? Or is that too premature to say? 
because obviously the greatest is Steve Miocic and Daniel Cormier. It's you can't really argue. I'm just got, got the popcorn, just like that. Meme I think I it's said. pretty. <clears throat> I, I think it's pretty early to say. I mean, for Ngannou, there's definitely an argument there. Um, if you know, if he keeps defending his title, obviously. Uh, for Gane, I think he's got to win a few more. He's got to really defend his title uh, a few more times in order to be considered considered one of the greatest. But as an undefeated fighter, uh, absolutely, you know, he gets a couple more uh, title defenses under his belt. He's he's going to be up there in terms of legacy. Yeah, I agree. I think Ngannou definitely has the more clear path to that, um, and he already has a little bit more behind his legacy. Um, but like I said before, you know, just like look at what he did to Stipe. And I know Stipe was a bit older, but still, I mean, that is Stipe fucking Miocic, and he made light work of him. And Gane, the only reason I think you can make an argument for Gane to one day reach that is because he's only in like the beginning of his UFC career, and he's already has a heavyweight belt. I know it's an interim belt, but it's still a belt. I mean, and and he's just so freakishly athletic. So I think they both have the potential, but I wouldn't dub either one of them right now. Yeah. Elijah, do you have a take on that? No, I think Ngannou's coming for that new contract. He's in a big contract dispute with the UFC. Um, he is a man that comes from the middle of nowhere, Africa. Like he comes from the lowest of the lows in terms of poverty. Um, he's going to come for that money. He's going to look at this like he's fighting for his whole family. He's going to put the team on his back. You know what I mean? Um, and he's going to kick Ghani's ass. So that's how I'm looking at it. I love it. I'm here for it. All right. That's mostly it for UFC. So in terms of betting, uh, Zach, you got the Nganu pick, but I'm also going to be taking a little, just a small two-leg parlay uh, with some favorites. I'm going to be taking Brandon Moreno, minus 180 in the flyweight division. I think he's going to defend that title. He is just, it's going to be a very emotional fight for him. Take the over in that one? I yes. think so too, actually. I do think that one's going to go the distance, yeah. And then also on the parlay, the second leg is Saeed Nurmagomedov at minus 200. Not the juiciest parlay. It's plus 135 odds, but I think that's just good enough for two legs to, you know, have some action, have some fun during the fight night. And I'm I think those it. are two. Yeah, I think those are two pretty good favorites. Noah, do you agree with Moreno winning? I, I agree with that overpick. I think it goes the distance. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to take it. Um Figueredo would have won the first one had it not been for a point deduction. Uh, it ended up as a draw. Now, Moreno dominated the second one, but I'm probably going to stay away from the money line on that one. I like it to go the distance. Uh, I think the little guys are going to box around for a little while. As they normally do, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, oh, wait, Zach. Also, I forgot. We have uh, explain it to Zach like he's five. Okay, so here's what's happening this Saturday. Two big dudes punch each other. One bigger dude win fight, win belt, and more money for win dude. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's awesome. All yeah. right, that's yeah. Good. Yeah. now you're ready for UFC. Every, but dude, everyone to say is explain it to me like I'm yeah. five. That's my favorite thing to say. Yeah, yeah, everybody's oh, making yeah. money though in this situation. All righty though. We're, we're running a bit over, so we're going to go ahead and do our betting pick segment. I think normally we do a Taylor fade here, but I think 
with as minimal as games as there are on this weekend, rather than just doing a Taylor fade straight up, I think we're going to just read off our top five picks. Um, that way we don't have any overlapping picks and whatnot. So I'll go ahead and start us off. I got Bengals plus three and a half, which I mean, duh, of course, I'm going to take the Bengals. I have to take the Bengals this week. Last week I stayed away, but I really like this number of three and a half. So give me the Bengals against the Titans. Tail. Next up, tail that one. Okay. Yep. Uh, I guess we might as well just do Taylor Fade, even yeah, if we, we have some of the same like, picks. We'll, we'll yeah. just keep the discussion to yeah. minimal, yeah. you know. If yeah. if you have some awesome, like an awesome second down stat, like let's do it. But I got uh, I'm out, I'm fresh out of stats. We're at <laughs> one hour and forty minutes. My stat uh collection is very dry yeah, at the I, moment. I, I just wrote Vrabel eight no after like eight days. So that that's Vrabel so. cut off member. <laughs> in order of Super Bowl win. At least for me, you're right. We need to we need to count up our tally by the end of the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. So we gotta at least keep it going for us. Do you guys know how I'm doing? I know I've done it a couple times. Elijah's the record tracker. We need to go back to the notes for that one. I mean, we I have it all saying, documented. We have it all saying, documented. I see me doing super well or super bad. I, I think, think both of the previous times you've came on, I got really drunk. So, oh, me too. I have that effect on people. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, don't really know off the top of my head, but continue, Ryan. All right. Next up, I'm going in the NFC. I'm taking the Packers minus five and a half to cover against the Niners. I know Zach, you're fading that one, but Elijah Noah, what do you guys think? Tail. Tail. All right. Not a big fade. Are you writing these down? Here, I can do. Uh, yeah, I got you. Please. Go. So fade. Okay, on the Bengals, you guys are tail fade fade. So then Elijah was a tail. And then Elijah. Oh, tail tail, tail fade. fade. Okay, gotcha. All right, and then I got Rams. This is the popular pick, but I'm taking Rams at Buccaneers over 48 and a half. Give me the fade. under. Fade. All three fade? Oh, no. Wait, oh, wow. do you hey, that's good. Or... Actually, thank you guys. Yeah. All right, and then I'm taking one of my prop picks, my favorite prop pick, which is slightly biased, but, you know, He's just the engine that keeps on churning. So give me Jamar Chase over 77 and a half receiving yards. I'm good with that. I'll tell that. I just think as long as he doesn't, it's the big plays. I think you can hit 78 to 100. You know, if he doesn't have like two bombs, then that's fine for the Titans. So he's going to get his. I think you have to know that. So I'll tell. Under. Right. I'm going to fade. Wow. A, I think the Titans are going to bracket him. B, uh, Titans do not miss many tackles. Uh, they're bottom of the league in missed tackles. Um, I think Jamar Chase is going to get tackled right after the catch. They're going to be pretty sticky with him in coverage. Also, his former teammate, Christian Fulton, on the other side. I do think I should just put this disclaimer. I think I've said it all three times I've done the segment because we always do it at the end. So, like, we're running low on time. I'm always like, yeah, let's just save the picks. And then I think I'm the one that talks the most. It'd so be like just, that. Just, just put that out there. You know, I am I know, but, you know, I'm also going to talk. So It'd be like that. It, it, that's how it always is. It'd be like is. that. You know, who could have caused that? 
I, and then last but not least, I'm going straight away from football. I already hinted at it, but I'm going with Francis and Ganu money line at plus 135 as the underdog. Tail. tail. You tail. saw me tail it. <laughs> Everybody's tailing. All righty. Waiting until it comes tail. on my book, and then I'm tailing. All right. Elijah, All right. you're up next. First up, I got Bills Chiefs over 54. A lot of points. I'm going to fade I'll that. Tail. I'll, I'll tail. That, that's a fun tail. It hit last time. Total. It was around the same. I'm pretty sure it was 54 last time or like 52. It hit in like uh, third quarter or something crazy. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun tail. You don't want to be on the under in this one. Yeah, this is a game that I don't want to watch and root for the under. Like, exactly. I'm an, I'm an American, goddammit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want Noah, the over to hit. No, are you tailing or fading? Uh, hmm. It's toughy. Tail. Oh, shit. I guess I'm the only one fading, all right? I'm not uh, betting it. Up, I got yeah, Rams. no, I'm not betting this, but I'll tail it. Rams plus two and a half. Fade. Tail, tail it. Bucks. Uh, Noah's thinking hard. I gotta think about this. <laughs> I'm fading. Fade, all right. I like it. I'm on record with the fade now. Okay, next up, I got Devontae Adams under 94 and a half receiving yards. Oh, I'll fade. fade. I'll, I'll tail that, actually. That's a lot of yards. It is, but I'm just – I'm not placing on this prop, but I, I think Devontae yeah. Adams will eat. Um, next up, I got Josh Allen over 279 and a half passing yards. Oh, I'm tailing that. I think he gets 300. Fade, but I think it barely loses. The problem it's is he goes for 268, which is still a great game, and you still lose. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm going to fade. I think it's close. Then I think he factors in a ton of rushing yards as well. Ooh, it's it's going to be cold. Point. Like, they're, they're both going to be slinging it. I mean, that's not going to be an issue. They sling it every game. Close, close fail, fade. Close fade. I'm going to say fail. I combined the two. Last but not least, I got Bengals money line plus one fifty two. Fade, fade, tail, baby, hooray! <laughs> Easy peasy, easiest tail of my life, dude. All right, all right, I'm up. Let's let's just get this out of the way. First one, Titans minus three and a half. Tail, fade, fade. My guy Noah. Okay, Bucks minus three. Fade. I think we talked about this. Whatever. Bucks minus three. I'm fading. Yeah. Fade. So everyone fades that. That's I'm fading fun. that game. I also faded Rams. I was just about to say, yeah. I was about to say. No, yeah. I'm fading. No, I'm like, fading that. Trying to beat the old stats. No, I huh? didn't. I didn't pick every <laughs> every game. I I picked three straight up. I'm gonna bet every game. I already bet Niners. You know, whatever. You know what? Put, put me down for a tail. All right. I can't. Respect. I can't have it both ways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's ready for a push. Um, but I guess he had plus two and a half, so I guess it doesn't make sense. So Bills plus two, also on the Niners, just because I I am going to bet every game, but tail. I tried to put some other ones. So Bills plus two for this tail. One. Yep, big tail. I think they win. We were all on the Bills. Shit. All right, Debo anytime touchdown. Tail. tail. I, I, mean, I saw. Tail. I mean, he can run. He can. I mean, passing wouldn't count, but he can run. He can rush. He can run. Rush. He can catch. 
uh, he does it all. He does it yeah, all. Yeah, he, he he does it all. He's and I was seeing around plus a hundred. And if I can get any plus money on it, it's not gonna be a big plus. But even if it's a small minus, I'll take Debo anytime touchdown. Then Tyler Johnson over one and a half receptions. He only got three targets last week, but I think that's partially because the Bucks just got up so much. The weeks before it was six targets, seven targets. You know, they we were talking about earlier, their weapons are a little out. I probably I don't know if I should be explaining during the segment, but that's just my thought process. Tyler Johnson is good. He was good in college. He's shown out when he asked to. Reception bets were huge for me earlier in the year. I kind of got away from them. I probably shouldn't have, but they were getting a little too juicy for me. You know, all the overs I wanted to hit were all like minus 150, minus 170. Didn't want to hit those. So I think everyone got into the reception bets when I did. So this one, I'm liking it over one and a half for Tyler Johnson. I, I like love it. this one. Yeah, I'll even do, even if I see over two and a half, I'm hammering. I think he gets at least three. Tail. Yeah, I think I think so too. That's a big tail for me. Yeah, tail. Mike Evans under. I don't know what is. Uh, I don't know what the line is on that. I I don't know either. I I didn't look at. I haven't looked at a ton of player props this week. I just wanted to look at kind of a couple that I love before the show. And Debo and Tyler Johnson really stuck out to me. I really like both of those, yeah. All right, Noah, what you got? All right, all right, all right. Let me get this uh, script back up here. All right, Titans minus three and a half. We already Tail. went over that. Uh, Just had to put fade. that in. <laughs> uh, talked about this one earlier. A.J. Dillon, anytime touchdown. It's going to be 10 I'll degrees. I'll you know tell. what? I'm just going to be the difference. I'm going to fucking fade because why not? Thank you. Now, the, it's uh, cool. What are the odds, odds on that? that one, they'll put AJ Dillon. I'm not in. sure. I need to look at it's it. It's probably um, what, like 120, I think. 121. I think so. Probably like 120. Probably not a huge plus. I'd say but plus 200 because he's RB2. That's probably a pretty uh, plus. Maybe, maybe, maybe plus 140. I, I, don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a ton. Plus 115. I don't know about that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm fading. I'll tail. Thank you, Zach. All right. Packers minus five and a half. Tailing. Tail. We already did this one earlier. <laughs> Not bro. a good fade. Put that fade. One there. All right. Bills money line. Tail. Not the plus two. Give me the money line. I'll tail. Oh. I did Bills money line earlier in the year, and it was fantastic. Because or- it was spread it. It was like plus three. Set plus two, and yeah, I hit money line, and that was that was nice. I love it. All right, we're all in the bills. Last one Tampa Bay, first half minus one and a half. I am on the Rams, but from a betting perspective, this bet minus one and a half at halftime, I like it a lot. So I'm gonna tail. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to do, but I think I'm gonna tail it as well. Zach, are you tailing? You said. I, I'm tailing. Yeah, All I've right. got Bucks full game, but All yeah, right. it, it definitely be, it could be like 17 14, you know, yeah, 13 10, 14 10, 10 7. Like, it could be I just think whatever it is, it's outside of the one and a half. Yeah, so Rams win, Rams probably win that half outright, but the Bucks win that half. I don't, I think it's outside of one and a half. Yo, six six out of twenty of our picks, we all three like the three others completely agree. Tail, tail, tail. Should we fade ourselves? I don't know, bro. That's the question. I, I just think we're all just so smart. You know, that's that's just what it is. 
<laughs> Alrighty, though, that is going to be it for the episode, guys. Thank you all so much to, to those that tuned in and, of course, to Zach and Noah for joining on. It's always a great time when these guys come on the show. Uh, we'll be back again. New schedule Monday, Thursday, not on Tuesday. So be sure to come on our YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter, all that jazz. We're going to be here on Monday night to talk about our playoff reactions and who, who else? Who knows what's going to happen in the sports world? So be sure before we go to check out Noah and Zach's content. As you can see on the screen, their social media handles. Zach is at Zach Rieger 18. Noah is at Noah S. Parker. They both have podcasts. Noah is on the Blanket Coverage podcast. Zach is on the Betting on the Rocks podcast, both of which can be found over on the GTD Sports Network. So be sure to go and check all that out. I wish if your team's still in the NFL, I wish you nothing but the best unless you are a Tennessee Titans fan, then fuck you. But other than that, good luck. Hopefully your team wins this weekend. And, Don't uh, come to Nashville, yeah. boy. Any hey, hey, uh, hey. Before, you know, switching the subject, I got to get out there. I've got a NHL parlay going on right now. Not not a huge hockey guy when it comes to this, this uh, time of the year. But I was like, you know what? I'll just throw a, a small parlay. So I had a money line of blue jackets so it, it's around like a plus 350 ish parlay just threw a little bit on it blue jackets money line they won predators money line they won now i need the avalanche to win they're up two nothing with 11 minutes left in the set oh no they just left a <laughs> oh they literally just left a goal damn it okay but they're up two one 11 minutes left in the second so if you you know so what you're any... telling me is live bet kings just root for the avalanche. You know, I, need, I need positive vibes. That's all I'm going to say. Right I want to hit this parlay because it's my first NHL parlay of the year. Plus 298. NHL parlay, that's the yeah. way to go. Dude, just like straight money lines. Like I picked yeah. Blue Jacks were plus 100. Preds were minus 140. Avalanche minus 175. Just threw them together. It's roughly like 350-ish. And yeah, yeah, NHL so. money lines are also a little bit a little funky, but... All right, though. Any uh, any last comments or concerns about the the playoff weekend that's coming up before we go? That's all I got. I just wanted to make sure you guys knew I was on this parlay. That's getting kind of close. <laughs> We're rooting for you. Appreciate you. Alrighty. Live bet. Live bet. Uh, Kings plus two ninety eight. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would do if I were you right now, Zach. Yeah, honestly, just give me the hedge, baby. Yeah. Alrighty, though, that's going to be it. Appreciate everybody that tuned in for this longer episode of the Going the Distance podcast. Again, like I said, we'll be back on Monday live again with all of our reactions from this playoff weekend. So, with that being said, Hooday, Go Bengals, Joe Shiesty is my dad, Joey Burr, all of the above. We'll see you guys on Saturday. Tighten right, up. Uh, Thanks for having us on. I appreciate it. <laughs> Love always hopping on. Alrighty, we'll see you guys on Monday. Appreciate it.